This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. Hello everybody. Yeah. Happy June. Happy is June. it June yet? It is June. Oh, okay. And this will be released in June too. So. Oh, that's right. It's, it's coming out like the end of June. Yeah. Happy solstice. <laughs> it's coming out pretty Yay. close to solstice, right? I love the summer solstice. Um, so speaking, speaking of, of summer. summer. Yeah. <laughs> Go, babe. All right. Um, you're probably starting to spend more time out in the sun. And if you've got kids, your kids are probably spending a ton of time out in the sun. Hopefully mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. But, um, but we want to talk about how you can keep your kids safe, right. the safe way. I want to share a story. Yeah. I think it was like earlier in February. Um, I, I was uh, talking about Cecilia's face cream from Honesty Essential, the anti-wrinkle. And I had someone ask, why, why don't you put like sunblock in it? And I was like, Ew, why would you want to do like it literally in my mind? I'm like, gross. Why would I want to put sunblock in this? Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that there were people in the world that are appalled when you don't use sunblock. Mm-hmm. Like that, that literally blew my mind. I, mm-hmm. I had no idea this was like a socially offensive thing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of dug, like delved into this and I was like, guys, why are we so obsessed with sunblock? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was a product of our programming mm-hmm. in society. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about... Well, and can we talk about why, like where the programming comes from? Because there's, I think there's two really good reasons Go. why people think that they need sunblock on their face all the time. Go and ahead. And the rest of their body too, right? Right. Well, for one, because we've been taught to believe that the sun causes cancer. And right. we're going to get into that in a lot yep. more detail. But the other is that um, we have been taught to believe that the sun causes our skin to age prematurely. Right. 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 And, and so really a big part of this is vanity right. and, mm-hmm. and people believing that if they don't have sunblock on all the time, they're going to look old when they're still young right? and then they won't be physically appealing to other people anymore. Right. Right. And maybe there's something to that. Well, We're you actually, can absolutely overdo it. If you're in like a tanning bed all day, every day, like, well, sure. yes, you're going to get wrinkles faster. There's a happy medium. What? There's, there's, there's the word that you love hormesis. I love hormesis. Where, where you just add just enough stress mm-hmm. to make it stronger. Right. So just enough sunlight to make you healthier, to make your skin look younger. Yeah. Um, well, all that jazz. When I was in high school, they made us watch this video of this like 60 year old woman. Mm-hmm. who had just been obsessed with tanning her whole life. Mm. And she looked like an alligator. Oh, <laughs> Like her skin was so destroyed. Like leatherly, leather-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she talked about how she just ruined her life by being out in the sun. Th- that's so, overdoing it, you guys. <laughs> well, th- and there's a reason though. It, it's not just that she was out in the sun. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the problem. Yeah. It was the imbalance. Yeah. Not in the amount of time in the sun, but in the, the nutrient system that was going on. We'll get into that. Okay. So maybe let's, let's get into it. Let's dive into it. Can we first talk about this massive lie that the sun is actually dangerous to us? You guys, our, our universe literally revolves around it. Well, our, our solar system. Our solar system. Yeah, that's what I meant we to don't, say. We Thank don't you. know it. The universe yeah, revolves around their it. own sun. a little mysterious. <laughs> but like our, our solar system, literally our planet revolves around mm-hmm. the, this. If it weren't for sun, 
there would be zero life. Just mm -hmm. think about that for a second, because if it weren't for sun, we would have no food. Mm -hmm. If we had no food, we would have no energy. If we had no energy, we'd be dead. We mm -hmm. just wouldn't exist. Like, what do I mean by that? So let's like, and I, I love this part of like, you know, bacteria and cells and whatever, but mm -hmm. um, if it weren't for sunlight, hitting plants and they have that organelle called chloroplasts. Mm -hmm. Chloroplasts literally convert sunlight, sunlight, the chemical of energy, the sunlight energy into an energy rich organic compound called starch or plant mana, matter, and we eat plants. Is that different from chlorophyll? Chlorophyll? Chlor chlorophyll is, I don't know, actually. Chlorophyll is the green stuff in the plant, but the chloroplast is the organelle right. in, the, in each cell. Gotcha. So, so it like plants literally convert sun to food and then we yep. eat that. Yeah. So we do. We're eating sunlight every single day. And when you're like, well, I'm, I'm a carnivore carnivore. I don't well, eat plants. Well, you're the, the animals that you are eating ate plants. So there you go. And so it's just a conversion train of sunlight. Right. Ultimately though, all energy is coming from the sun for that reason. All of it. So it makes perfect sense that this is something that we absolutely need, not just to feed us, but to keep us alive. And beyond that, we know that human beings do well in the sun it's so because well. they didn't have a choice for so very, very, very long. Mm -hmm. Like, do you really believe that human beings were hiding out in their huts for, you know, 18 hours a day Absolutely waiting for not. the sun to get low in the sky. Right. No way. There's no way they yeah. were out in the sun. In yeah. fact, they probably didn't like being indoors because that usually was, there was fire and it was smoky mm -hmm. and, and not pleasant or it was really hot. Yeah. So they would be out and about yep. doing their hunting and gathering or whatever it is that they did. Right. And they were in the sun a ton and they did fine with it. Right. And that went on for years and years and years until we developed these really comfortable indoor Buildings. settings with yeah. air conditioning. Right. And now suddenly we hate going outside. And fake light. And well, yeah, we'll get into that too. <laughs> and our bodies are like, what are you doing to me? Right. Because think about it, like over, and again, some of you might believe in evolution. Some of you might not, but it just makes sense. Like we evolved to survive from sunlight into sunlight and like not just our, survive, but thrive. Yeah. Like thrive. Like our immune system literally depends on sunlight. Yes. Like it, like there, there was a, a there was a therapy practiced by doctors between like 1880 and 1940 called heliotherapy, mm -hmm. which is literally a Greek helio means sun, yeah. sun in Greek. And it's, it's sun therapy. And they use that for all kinds of ailments and diseases, all kinds, skin disorders, high blood pressure, like infections, viral. And it's literally because you're boosting the immune system. Right. And how, so how would, how would you feel if you weren't feeling great and you went to your doctor and your doctor was like, Oh, I know exactly what you need. Go outside, go outside. <laughs> and you're like, wait, that's it. Like, really? Right. That's all. Yes. Go spend more time in the sun. Mm -hmm. And then you do it and it works. Right. What? Yep. Cheapest therapy ever. Right? Wait, why did they stop doing it though? Well, why, we, why don't they recommend that anymore? Well, <laughs> we shouldn't talk about that because sometime around like the, the, the 1920s and 30s, that's when um, medicine started taking over the world and Ooh. the culture around medicine completely changed. And so old practices which were the working practices 
became old and archaic. So, and they started going towards more medical. So what medicine. I'm hearing you say is that they couldn't capture the sun in a pill and no. sell it for a ton of money. No, they couldn't. Mm, that's so a they, familiar story. So they demonized it <laughs> yeah. and then sold you the lotion that would help you protect yourself. From I it. mean, that, that might be a cynical view of it, but I mean, that is how it played out, right? right. They, as soon as it was no longer useful for them, they at least stopped recommending it. Right. And then interestingly, uh, melanoma rates started going up like 50 years ago. And mm-hmm. melanoma, for the, those of you that don't know, that's, that's cancer of the skin, specifically of the melanocytes in the skin, mm-hmm. right? And the melanocytes are responsible for producing melanin. Right. Melanin is what makes us darker when we are exposed to the sun, mm-hmm. right? It causes us to tan. Yeah. Um, and so with, you know, the, the theory here, the, the idea that they're pushing on everyone is that the more exposure to the sun these melanocytes get, the more likely they are to kind of go haywire mm-hmm. and turn cancerous. Mm-hmm. And then bam, you have a melanoma. And melanoma is very aggressive. It loves to dig its way deep into the skin, get to the bones and spread like crazy, right? So we should be afraid of it, I, I guess. But we should. Um, but this, this all started 50 years ago, right? It, it didn't start 100 years ago. It didn't start 200 years ago. What, what was different? What did we start doing differently 50 years ago? A lot of things. We didn't start going out in the sun more. Mm-mm. In fact, if anything, we are out in the sun less than ever. Right. And we still have the highest skin rate cancers mm-hmm. ever in right. the history of humankind. Right. And by the way, by the way, it has nothing to do with changes in the environment. Because that's what a lot of people think, right? Well, the hole there's the, a hole in the ozone layer. Yeah. Um, the sun is hotter than it's been before. No, that's not what's going on. They've done a study on it. And that study found that it has nothing to do with environmental changes. Yeah. This was in 94. Yeah. So, so it's not that. Right. So what, what is it? Well, well tell well, us. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, Tristan. Okay. Well, it does have to do with the sun. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But the sun is not the culprit. No. The sun is simply the last domino. Right. When all the conditions have gotten just wrong in our body. Yeah. And so, you know, to to accuse the sun of being the cause of cancer, yeah, is like accusing our utensils of making us fat. Yeah. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Like, absolutely. They they may have taken the food into our mouths, but they have nothing to do with it. It's the same thing with the sun. In fact, up to 25% of melanomas have nothing to do with sun exposure. What do they have to do with? Well, there, there are other factors there, but, but I want to really lay into this concept that Mm -hmm. if you can get melanoma without even being exposed to the sun, then isn't like, that's that there's something weird going on there. Right. Maybe it's not about the sun per se. Yeah. I went, can I read this really fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's true that overexposure to the sun can contribute to skin damage, but Absolutely. underexposure can be far more detrimental to health. We oh, yeah. require optimal exposure to sunlight. A life of moderation in all spe- uh, aspects so, is a healthy one. I'm going to disagree with that. Okay. I, I don't think moderation is the answer in this case. Right. I think intelligence is the answer well, and it, balance. Well, but, yeah. Dosing your sun exposure I, I really smartly. Well, yes, but, but not just dosing it, but, but balancing out your sun exposure mm-hmm. with protective factors. Right. And I'm not talking about SPF. Right. Oh. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So 
Uh, by the way, the American Cancer Society agrees with that 25% number. They think it's more like 14%, but mm-hmm. they still concede that there is a, a not insignificant amount of melanomas that are have nothing to do with the sun, right? Interesting. So let's talk about how modern living has contributed to this melanoma explosion. Right. Um, and, and that's really what's going on is as tends to be the case with everything, the way that we're living as a society right now is toxic to us. Mm-hmm. How did we do that? Like, how did we get to a state where literally everything that we do on a daily basis is toxic to us? I don't know. We're terrified of the sun, but we have no problem standing in front of a microwave oh, I know. <laughs> multiple times a day. When you put it that way, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's not really smart of us. But, but seriously, and then we have scientists telling us that that's perfect. Right. Of course you should be afraid of the sun. It causes cancer. No microwaves don't cause cancer. Right. That's non-ionizing radiation. <laughs> right. I know that's really ridiculous. Which, which, you know what? I would say fine, mm-hmm. except that their advice isn't working. Right. We're getting sicker and sicker and sicker mm-hmm. in spite of them reassuring us that everything like, we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing. All is fine. Don't look here. Stay inside. Right. Wear tons of sunblock. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your melanoma. Right. It's, right. It's all good. Well, what's really interesting was, sorry to divert, but like with the whole COVID thing, there was research showing that lack of vitamin D mm-hmm. um, led to higher um, infection rates with and, COVID. And more severe outcomes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so, and but, but what were we telling people? Stay inside. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, are you kidding? Go to the beach. We were shaming people for doing that. We were right. shaming people for going out we and were, hiking. We were arresting them. That's what we, we were. We were literally, yes. we were arresting fathers for playing ball with their kids in a park mm-hmm. where there was nobody else around. Right. You guys, come like, on. This like, we've kind of lost our minds a little bit here. Okay. So, and, and by the way, you, you mentioned this before and I, I kind of didn't go there, but I want to go there now. If we agree with this concept that the sun causes cancer, mm-hmm. then sure, we can stay in our caves for the rest of our lives. Right. But how many diseases are associated with a vitamin D deficiency? Right. Because that's where you get your vitamin D. Mm-hmm. You get it from being in the sun. Right. Or these days you get it from colocalciferol, which comes in a nice little pill. But right. Can we tell people about your little melanoma? Yeah, so sure. You guys, Tristan, for the past like 15 years is very, very, very like he does not go out in the sun. And yet while we were going through all of his cancer thing, we found out that he had a melanoma on his back. It was an in situ, right? So that mm-hmm. means a very new one. It hadn't gone below the surface of the skin. Right. Yet where on earth did that come from? It wasn't sunlight for sure. No, it, it, it was diagnosed in like, what was it? A February I think it was February or March. Yeah. Granted, we are in Texas, but like I wasn't going outside. No. And whenever you did, you always wore shirts. And it was on my lower back. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so how did that happen? Well, and that was at the same time you were fighting off a different cancer too. So obviously there was different fact, there was an underlying factor that was causing your immune system to not really modulate Was it that my body wanted me dead because it kind of felt like it at the time? (laughs) I'm so sorry, babe. That's that's a really dark joke. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Too soon for me. All right. Well, so it wasn't that. (laughs) What was it? What was what? Why? Why Why? did that happen to me? Well, I, I, um, 
I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah, I don't think we, we want to talk about it again, though. Oh, well, do we? No, like, I, I think we do because I think it's relevant. There's well, two really important factors that, that went into that. You, I mean, should we talk about the antibiotic use that you used? No, no, like, I, I don't want to go that far. I'm talking about the melanoma specifically, and I don't oh. think the antibiotics are as related to that. Okay. I'm talking about, for one, I burned a ton as a kid. Oh yeah. yeah. Like both as a child and as an adolescent. Mm -hmm. And apparently your odds of developing melanoma later in life skyrocket when that happens. Ouch. That sucks. I wish I would have known that as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, the other though was that I was going through radiation treatments for my primary cancer, Mm -hmm. which was colorectal cancer. Right. And guess where they were blasting that radiation? Your lower back. Literally right on that spot on my lower back. Right. So yeah, that combination, combination, that combination of things was, I don't want to say it was a given that it was going to happen, but it's not surprising in the least. Right. Right. But, but let's get back on track. So if the sun by itself is not what causes cancer, then what are the necessary conditions for a melanoma? Can you tell us? I've got five and you know, granted, this is just my system here, but, but it's, I think it's a pretty dang good system. Yeah. So number one is infrequent sun exposure. Yeah. All right. And I'm, I'm saying that in comparison to regular sun exposure, one of the worst things you can do if you want to protect yourself against melanoma mm-hmm. is stay out of the sun most of the time. Right. So maybe this is a black and white thing. Like either you're going to be out in the sun regularly or you should just never go out in the sun. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, enjoy all of your other diseases that come from vitamin D deficiency. Right. And it's not just vitamin D. You're going to get deficient in a lot of other really important things that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Right. So it's not an answer, which means the only answer is you need to make sure you're getting regular sun. Right. But I'm ahead of myself. So the problem is not enough regular sun exposure. The second problem is burning whenever you are in the sun. Mm-hmm. That's kind of obvious. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the case, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to burn every time you go out in the sun. Right. If you burn when you go out in the sun, you did a few things wrong. Mm-hmm. One of them is you probably spent too much time in the sun for where you were at that point in your tan base. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Number two, you probably didn't have the right protective factors in your system right. to keep you from burning. And that's really important too, because there are certain vitamins that mm-hmm. help your own body protect itself from yes. radiation. And we'll get to those. I don't want to. I don't want to give away the punchline yet, okay. because I want to focus on what's wrong first. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so the next thing, the next thing, this one, this one might break your brain just a little bit, but a major risk factor for melanoma is regular exposure to artificial light. Okay, explain that. What? I know. Fake light causes so many problems for us and we don't even realize it. One of the biggest is that it shuts down melatonin production. Mm-hmm. What's melatonin? It it's helps me sleep. Yeah. Yes, it does that, but it does so much more. Mm-hmm. Melatonin, in, in the context of what we're talking about here, is a cancer scavenger. Mm-hmm. It literally hunts down damaged cells to fix them. Or if they've already become cancerous, it kills them. Yeah. How cool is that? When I, when I was going through all of my treatments and we were finally starting to look at, at alternative options, one of the things that was recommended to us multiple times was for me to take melatonin. Yeah. And so I did for quite a while. Now, I don't recommend that for most people. Um, I don't know if we've talked about that here on the podcast, but, but melatonin actually came up as a potential 
therapy for protective COVID. factor against COVID. Mm-hmm. And so we did talk about that, I think on Instagram a little bit, Yeah, we did. but there are problems with taking melatonin because if you do it in high doses, it's, it's a hormone, right? Mm-hmm. And so it has a whole cascade of effects in your body. Right. And if you're overproducing that through taking exogenous hormone, like melatonin supplements, then you can throw off a, a whole bunch of delicate balances. Right. So if you can't just give yourself melatonin, then you need to protect yourself against the things that block your natural melatonin production. Right. And um, as I'm saying this right now, I'm wearing red glasses, these glasses that have red <laughs> lenses and I look like John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of do. And, and I did this actually very recently. I just got these because I've been really digging deep into all of this natural versus artificial light things, how it affects your body in different ways. And I've come to realize how fundamentally important it is for us to protect ourselves against these things that block natural melatonin production. Right. For one, because of those cancer fighting benefits, but for two, because of the sleep benefits that come from having plenty of melatonin. Right. Now, you guys, if you know me, you know I suck when it comes to the sleep stuff. He totally does. I'm trying. I'm tr- I've been working really hard on it. Like but, b- around w- 11 p.m., I'm like, babe, you need to go to bed. And then 12 o'clock, I'm like, babe, you need to go to bed. But we're, we're, we're dealing with the workaholic, so it's hard. <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's really bad. I shouldn't do it because right. I know how much sleep helps with everything. Everything. And depriving myself of quality sleep is in many ways just, it's, it's destroying me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that. And I've got this ring that helps me to track my sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to really realize there's a strong correlation between how much sleep I get and how I do the next day. Yeah. So kind of getting off on a little tangent there, but, uh, but exposure to artificial light blocks melatonin production. Yeah. All those LED lights, all of those screens that you're looking at all day long and all night long, even more importantly, right. They're blocking that melatonin production mm-hmm. and therefore increasing your risk of skin cancer. In fact, two of the biggest risk factors for getting uveal melanoma, which is melanoma of the eye. Mm-hmm. You've probably known someone or heard of someone who got melanoma in their eye and died because of it. It's one of the more dangerous because it goes right to the brain. Um, the two big risk factors for this, well, two of the three biggest are welders Mm -hmm. and occupational cooks, basically people that work in kitchens. Interesting. Why? They're indoors all day. Because they're exposed to really high amounts of artificial light for long periods of time. Yeah. The, uh, the cooks in particular, they tend to have pretty extreme hours, right? Like they're either getting up way before the crack of dawn or they're finishing work way after sunset. Yeah. And that whole time they're just being blasted with those really bright artificial lights. Right. And so their, their melatonin production is terrible. Oh, another big risk factor for virtually every disease, shift work. People who work mm. overnight. Yeah, that would be really hard. Oh yeah. I, I used to, when I was uh, doing the therapy thing, I would work with people who did shift work mm-hmm. almost invariably. They had mood disorders. Yeah. They had digestive disorders. Yeah. They had like every problem in the book. Chronic pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one person in particular who like he couldn't 
he couldn't put on weight. He couldn't eat anything Yeah. for the life of him. He couldn't. And he worked overnight. Yeah. And so I used to just beg him, just, just take a vacation and try getting regular sleep for a while. Yeah. And he wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, who, who knows if it would have helped or not, but right. anyway, um, so you've got to, you've got to deal with that artificial light. We will talk a little bit more about that too, as we get going, but, uh, but there you go. So artificial light, terrible, terrible for melanoma. Yeah. Number four. Uh, and we're talking about conditions that lead to melanoma, by the way, because I got off on such a tangent there. Breakdown of the endocannabinoid system and dysregulation of the endorphin pathways. Blah, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. All right, so Break let's talk down. about the endocannabinoid system first. The endocannabinoid system is our natural cellular thermostat, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? Um, you may remember us talking about this on our CBD, CBD episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because CBD is a, a phytocannabinoid, meaning it comes from plants. Yeah. And it helps to balance out our endocannabinoid system, right. which is our, our natural thermostat, mm-hmm. right? So it helps our, our cells to stabilize and balance themselves out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, the endorphin pathways, you've probably heard of these before. When you exercise, you get endorphins, right? They yeah. help you feel good. Guess where else you get endorphin production? Sunlight. When you're in the sun. (laughs) Well, everyone knows that. (laughs) If you've ever spent the day at a beach, you know that by the end of the day, there's going to be two things going on. You're going to be exhausted Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel so good. Yep. And you're probably going to sleep really well that night. Uh, Whenever we take our kids to the beach, that's exactly what happens. Yep. They are just ready to sleep as soon as the sun goes down. Exactly. And they're usually pretty blissed out. Yep. So... Both of these things, the endocannabinoid system and the endorphin pathways are stimulated by being out in the sun. Now, in addition to helping you feel good and sleep well, they also are really important when it comes to fighting cancer. Mm -hmm. Do you know how? No, tell me. They help cells know when it's time to die. Oh, yeah. And what happens if a cell doesn't know that it's supposed to die? Turns into a cancer cell. It becomes immortal and not in a good way, more like zombie way. Mm -hmm. We get cancer cells that way, right? Well, vitamin D does that too. What? Like it tells the cell when to die. Oh yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And And that's where do we get vitamin D? The sunlight, right? (laughs) So basically the sun helps our body not create cancer cells. Yeah. Wait, but that's literally the opposite of what we're being told by everybody. Right. The sun causes cancer. Stay out of the sun. Right. It'll make your skin wrinkly. Can I go back to the endorphins thing? Yeah. When we exercise, we release endorphins Mm -hmm. and there's tons of studies. Well, there was, there was one in particular where it studied, uh, stage three colorectal cancer patients post-treatment, um, that were in remission and those that exercised like pretty regular, like pretty, Regularly Regul- or rigorous, rigorously? Probably both. I don't <laughs> okay. know. I, I was trying, Regular, brain, rigorous exercise. Brain, I'm like, which one is it? I don't Re- remember. They, they exercised a lot mm-hmm. and their, uh, their reoccurrence rates was like, was like 50% less than those that didn't. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, and if, can you imagine a cancer drug that had 50% odds of like making sure cancer didn't come back? Ooh, they would make so much money uh, off that. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't have to make really good drugs and they still make 
good money off of well, it. But because they've convinced us that exercise is not that important well, compared to their chemo. Right. So, anyways, I, I just thought that was really interesting. That exercising, mm-hmm. getting you know endorphins from the sun, like that's all really important, guys. Just be happy, right? <laughs> like yeah. go into the sunlight, be happy, exercise, right? All these things, right? So, so let's talk about the fifth condition of cancer causing melanoma inducing conditions. Okay. Number five is tissue calcium depletion. Mm-hmm. And this one is maybe a little different than even a lot of the people who agree with everything I've already said have heard before. When we've spoken about this before in the, the immune system podcast supplements for immune system. Oh yeah, we did. We didn't released we? that. Um, in a, like around the COVID time back right. in March, I think. March so. sometime. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to re-explain though. I think um, you should. Because not everyone listened to that and yeah. you don't have to go back and listen to another episode to understand this one, right? So we need to get calcium into our tissues in order for calcium to be really beneficial to us. Right. Calcium is super duper important for a lot of reasons, but one of the best is that it's an immune booster, so right. to speak. Right. Without enough calcium, we struggle to fight off viruses, all, all kinds of bacteria. Yep. But also, we just generally have a hard time protecting ourselves against all sorts of things. Yeah. So, in order for us to get calcium into the tissues, three important things have to be in place. Maybe four. Okay. Number one, we need to have calcium in our system. Yep. But not just any calcium will do. It needs to be ionizable calcium. Okay. So, if you've ever been given a calcium supplement or told to take calcium by a doc, it's probably not the right kind. I, and I see this all the time in the clinic. People are on calcium supplements and they still have like or, osteoporosis. So or they're taking something like Tums. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Don't right? do that. So calcium carbonate is, is what's in Tums. It's in a lot of different supplements and right. it's no good because it's not ionizable. What makes something, what makes calcium ionizable is that it's able to be pulled into the tissues, yeah. right? So if you take a calcium that can't be pulled into your tissues, where's it going to end up? In places you don't want it to end up. At best, it goes right through you and mm-hmm. you don't do anything with it. At worst, it goes into your blood and it sits there. Mm-hmm. And what happens if you have a lot of calcium in your blood? It gets thick. It gets thick. And what happens when you have thick blood? You don't feel good. You get cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. right? You get blockages. Yep. You don't want that. Yeah. So- we need ionizable calcium. There are two forms of ionizable calcium if you're going to supplement. One of them is calcium gluconate and the other is calcium lactate. Virtually every other form out there, no good. Yeah. Don't do so, it. so check your calcium supplements like right now. Pause but, this, check right. your calcium, check your supplements. But also you don't necessarily need to run out and get calcium because calcium can also be found in good spring water. Yeah can also be found in unpasteurized raw milk. Mm -hmm. And it's, of course, very abundant in all sorts of plant foods. Right. Right. So um, there's that first ingredient. The next ingredient we need is vitamin D. Hey, you're all covered there. If you go out in the sun, you've got vitamin D. And it's free. It's free and it's abundant. (laughs) Um, The more fair skinned you are, the more easily you produce vitamin D in the sun. Yeah. So if you have dark skin then you probably need to spend more time in the sun even, Mm -hmm. which great. That's awesome. Do that. Right. Uh, And then the the third, 
this is there's a part A and a part B to the third ingredient. Uh, one of them is essential fatty acids, specifically linoleic, linolenic, and arachidonic acids. And we get that a lot in fish, mm-hmm. animals, butter. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Uh, I don't know, probably a lot of things, but but those are the big ones, yeah. right? Um, they help to pull the calcium. Oh, I didn't even mention what D does. Vitamin D helps pull calcium out of your gut and into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. It's the the calcium loader. Yeah. Without it, once again, calcium just goes right through you. Yeah. So then the vitamin D pulls it out of your gut, gets it into the bloodstream, transports it where it needs to go. And then the third step is we need to get calcium off that bloodstream train and into the tissues. Mm-hmm. And that's where the essential fatty acids come in. Well, why do people need it in the tissues though? Explain that. Well, to that, them that's because, where, that's where the magic happens. Right, that's where all the, the you're not going to fight off diseases in just the blood. Right. I mean, granted there are some diseases of the blood, so mm-hmm. you do need some in there. Yeah. But if it's only in your bloodstream right. and you're deficient in all your tissues, yep. yeah, you're going to have a hard time fighting off all sorts of bad stuff, there you go. including just environmental damage from, say, the sun. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, it also, by the way, a lot of people that get leg cramps, they think magnesium is the answer. Mm-hmm. It's not always magnesium. Sometimes it's calcium. Mm. You need both, yeah. right? You need both in order to keep those muscles working the way they're supposed to work. Yep. Now- there's a large group of people out there um, talking specifically to the Weston A. Price Foundation people who believe that it's not the essential fatty acids that help balance out the D, it's vitamin K. Mm-hmm. And we get vitamin K from two primary sources, plants and animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> specifically, the leafy green plants tend to be very rich in vitamin K. Right. You mean um, not goldfish? Um, like the delicious cheesy snack. Yes, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't listen to me. So, so vitamin K could also be a very important factor there. And you know, if you're eating real food, then you're probably pretty well covered there. Yeah. Eat real food. So, so that's the, the tissue calcium transportation network. You need all of that to happen in order for you to have be a protected in mm-hmm. the sun. Yeah. Without that, you're more liable to get damaged. Right. So those are the five conditions. I'm just going to repeat them one more time. Not getting enough sun, burning whenever you do go in the sun, being exposed to artificial light all the time, mm-hmm. not getting enough endocannabinoids and endorphins in your system mm-hmm. and tissue calcium depletion. There you go. That is the perfect recipe for melanoma. And that is basically how all of us live on a regular basis. Well, hopefully not the people listening to this, but as Western society, that is kind of how we roll. Right. So So what what do we do? What do we do? Sunblock. Yes. There you go. Just (laughs) put sunblock on. (laughs) We're done. Bye guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't do it. Don't do it. You already know we don't like that though, because that's how we open the episode. Yeah. So, why don't we like sunblock? Did well, we talk about that at the beginning? We, I don't we, we haven't, no. Okay. Well, there's UVA and UVB rays, right? Well, and when we wear sunblock, it only blocks UVB, but UVA is the one that causes cancer. All right, so... So, like, it makes no sense. It's like, okay, so we protected ourselves partially. Right. How many people have actually looked for sunblock and looked for full-spectrum sunblock? Right. I, I haven't. But right. I don't use sunblock a lot, so right. Um, so so that's an issue, guys. So so just to reiterate that, 
we've got UVA and UVB rays. The UVB rays are actually the protective ones because they stimulate vitamin D production. Mm -hmm. Yet the sunblock that we are buying is blocking UV blocks the good stuff, but not the stuff that actually causes all the damage. Right. So we block the immunomodulator, the vitamin D Mm -hmm. while we stimulate the damaging Mm -hmm. ray that could potentially cause a lot of damage. So, so theoretically, possibly by putting on sunblock, you're accelerating your risk of melanoma down the line. Mm -hmm. Right. Yikes. So that's a good reason circling back to my first point. That's why we don't put sunblock and our face cream. Mm -hmm. Like, why would we do that? Yeah. We don't, we don't want to block your vitamin D production. No. Um, There's another reason we don't like it though. And that is uh, there's all kinds of weird chemicals. Tons. Oh my gosh. And your organ is like, your, your, your skin's like the biggest organ, right? And And it absorbs everything. Everything. Like if you can't eat your products that you put on your skin, you shouldn't put them on your skin, period. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I I think there's stuff I'd be willing to put on my skin, but not in my mouth. Like what? Like mud. Oh yeah. I guess. (laughs) guess. No, but what I'm saying is like lotions, like your face cream, like all those things. So yeah, I I think that that's, that's a, that's a good ideal. Like it's not going to taste good, obviously, but if you eat it, it's not toxic for you. Now there are less toxic sunscreens out there and Mm -hmm. the environmental working group, I think has a whole page or a whole like website dedicated to helping you find the ones that are the least toxic. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that the group? Also, um, Carlin on just who's just ingredients online. She has a whole blog post or Instagram post on, um, non-toxic. Yeah. So just dot ingredients on Instagram has a bunch of information on that. But, but that being said, sunblock should be a sometimes used tool not your answer. Mm-hmm. If you are slathering yourself in sunblock every time you go outside, you might as well not be going outside Yeah, for the purposes of getting the benefits of sun exposure. Yeah. Okay. So there's all those chemicals you got to worry about. There's the fact that it's blocking the wrong UV rays. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this third issue that sunblock doesn't seem to be that effective because in spite of the fact that most people use it, our rates of skin cancer keep going up and up and up. Right. In spite of the fact that the, the sunblock industry has been around for half a century yeah. and they keep improving their products, supposedly, mm-hmm. we're and still getting more and more cancer. Right. So it's good for short term, like not getting sunburnt. Mm-hmm. But as long as long-term health benefits, it's not that great. So we need an alternative option. We're not saying don't ever use sunblock because there are days when I know we are going hiking and there's going to be no shade. I absolutely lather my kids up with sunblock. But there is is another option that can help you to decrease your reliance on sunblock, even in those situations that we will talk about in a moment. Like, are we talking about it right now? In a moment. Okay. (laughs) For now, I just want to point out why sunblock is not the answer. Okay, right? keep going. You you can't be reliant on sunblock. Right. Because you don't need to be reliant on sunblock. There's a better way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the real game plan. If if you can't just stay inside and you can't just put sunblock on all the time, then what can you do? Number one, get regular frequent sun exposure. Right. And and that's tricky for some of us, like 
us who live in the mountains in right. a fairly northern climate. Right. So this is what we do though. This is what I do with our kids is when springtime comes along, like they are in short sleeves, short, like, like short pants. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get them outside as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like within a, not like 10 hours a day, obviously, but like for a couple of hours here and there mm-hmm. when the sun exposure is not so intense and brutal. Yeah. And then it, like, I keep trying to do that because I kind of call that like their base coat right. where they start to get darker yeah. because the, the base tan, uh-huh. mm-hmm, the, the base tan. Yeah. And you just keep improving on the right. base tan because if, if I just kept them indoors, mm-hmm. let's say we were still isolating through COVID mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden it's June and I took them outside, they wow. would burn in like 30 minutes. Right. But we've been working on this for a couple months now. Right. Now they go outside for like a couple hours and they're between sunshine and shade yeah. and without any sunblock whatsoever. Right. And and here, here's what happened to me as a kid. I would be indoors like all the time because mm-hmm. I was, you know, really into World of Warcraft or and something books. like that. <laughs> and then in books. And then my family would take me to Lake Powell mm-hmm. where in there like is June and July. zero trees for miles right. and miles around. <laughs> there is no escape from the sun. And mm-hmm. I would fry mm-hmm. like, like blistering almost. Yeah. My sunburn would, sunburn would be so bad. That was the worst possible thing I could have done. Right. So don't do that. Now, even in our situation though, the, what Johnny just described, I don't think it's good enough because we still have that half a year where there's no yeah, no real meaningful sun exposure. Wait a second. You need to back up because you Whoa. need to tell everyone what you told me about that that thing that you had with your one of your girlfriends. Oh. <laughs> you guys had a competition it's not, to see who could get like more tan. It's not as sexy as it sounds. No. Um, no. I couldn't think of the word competition because once again, right. we so are recording at the, 1030 at the, night. The, the best <laughs> summer of my life growing up was the summer I was in a competition with my, technically she wasn't my girlfriend. Oh. That's, That's what, a long, sad story. We'll get back to that another time. But, I want to hear the story now. <laughs> not here, not now. <laughs> we need a glass of wine for that story. Um, so anyway, we were in a competition to see who could get the better tan. Now, keep in mind, she naturally was much more olive-skinned than I was. I'm mm-hmm. like very Northern European, my mm-hmm. friends. But I was so focused that summer. I wanted to win so bad. So I would very, very carefully build up my base tan, make sure I never burned because if I burn, I peel. There's no getting around that for me. Quick question. Was there a pie chart involved on how you were going to win this? Because Mm. you're all about your charts (laughs) and your diagrams (laughs) and your plans. And so, okay, there wasn't. No, no. I was just very, very careful about getting exactly the amount of sun that I could handle at one point before Mm. putting on any kind of sunblock. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, gradually increasing my exposure over time. Mm-hmm. By the end of that summer, I looked good. And you, you guys. felt good. I looked good. But more importantly, mm-hmm. I felt better than I had ever felt growing up. Now, keep in mind that, that the years leading up to that, I had really bad IBS, yeah. right? Irritable bowel syndrome. And I was extremely anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. And I did not enjoy life. Right. I was just generally just did not enjoy my life at all. I enjoyed that summer. I felt good that summer. Yeah. I even enjoyed Powell that summer, believe it or not. (laughs) 
So, okay. Side note, you guys, Tristan still hates Powell. I do. He hates I have it with a too passion. Many, too many negative memories of putting aloe all over my poor oh, destroyed skin. So depressing. Anyway. Um, so, so kind of getting back to what we're talking about, getting sun for half the year and then not getting it for the other half of the year is it's problematic. Enough, right? It's problematic. And I know that for most of us, maybe half of us, I don't know it. That's the case. So the solution is to buy a tanning bed. I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's, that's not entirely off. The problem with tanning was, beds was is they're not going to be your solution. No, no. <laughs> but, but I, there are two really important things that can help. One of them is an infrared sauna. Mm. And granted, not everyone can just go out and buy an infrared sauna. The other option is a house in Hawaii. Well, that's also <laughs> a little bit out of reach, right? So <laughs> we're, we're totally talking ideals kidding. here. Don't worry. We're just, we're, we're, we're trying to give you ideas for what you can do. Now yeah. there is one that maybe is a little bit more realistic. Um, they're not insanely expensive. They're called Sperti, S-B-E-R-T-I, vitamin D lamps. Mm -hmm. And they're basically UV lights. So they can burn you. Yeah. But they can also enable you to continue your sun exposure through the winter. Yeah. How and, big are they? Are they big? Uh, there's probably different sizes and things. How come I, we don't have one? Um, <laughs> are we going to go buy one? We just got our sauna this year. <laughs> come on. We can't just buy stuff all the time. <laughs> um, but it is on my list, mm -hmm. uh, especially before this next winter comes. Mm -hmm. Because I think I'm done with the whole like, not having sun for the entire I'm winter. So, done. so we either get one of those lamps or we move to Hawaii and well, we're not moving to Hawaii. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, the important thing though is regular frequent sun exposure mm -hmm. so that you don't lose that melanin. Right. Right. Um, and so that you don't lose out on that natural real light. Mm -hmm. Number two, minimize your exposure to artificial light. And in the wintertime, that's hard. It's, it's hard, even not in the wintertime. If you work in an office that has fluorescent lights overhead right. all the time, there's not a whole lot you can necessarily do there. But there are things that you can do. Obviously, spend as much time as you can outside. Mm -hmm. Even if that just means like taking a five-minute break every hour or so, so that you can get outside and, and see the sun. Yeah. Just stare at it, eat it, <laughs> do whatever you can, Here, breathe it in. In Utah, it's so hard though, because it's so gray. Mm -hmm. It's great for in the winter, weeks at yep. a time. Right. So that's where the, the sunlight lamps can really and, make a big difference. And the right? Hawaii house. And, and the vacation <laughs> house in Hawaii. Yes. For those of you who can manage that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, another big thing that you can do is put a blue light blocking software on your computer and your phone. Mm -hmm. Now what's cool is I think that the Androids and the iPhones now have that built in yeah. where as soon as sunset hits, it, it turns on its own blue light filter right. so that you don't get that blasting you, which right. is great, but that's not necessarily going to be enough, especially if you have one of those smart homes where every single light in the house is LED and it's like white, right. white, white, white light, right? Lots right. of blue light in there. I know we've spoken about this in the past, but what we do at nighttime is as mm -hmm. soon as the sun goes down, like we have mood lighting in our house, mm -hmm. like lamps are on, it's mm -hmm. very yellow lighting and mm -hmm. it's dimmed down. In, in the winter, we use our fireplace. Mm -hmm. if the dang thing's going to work. Right. You know, yeah. up. <laughs> right. And so, so like, that's really important for us. And we, we've, we've, uh, 
but then we're looking at our phones or our computer right. screens. So, so here's where the blue blocker glasses come in, mm-hmm. right? They will block out most blue light regardless of right. what you've got going on in the house. Right. And if you work in an office, by the way, all day long where you've got this blasting artificial light, mm-hmm. then you might consider getting some daytime blue light blocking glasses so that you're not over blasted with blue light, which right. blocks melatonin production. Remember right. that, right? Yeah. Um, the next thing is actually, you just covered this one. Use natural light as much as you can. Right. Fireplace, sun, candles, you know, those sorts of things. <laughs> no, don't use candles. Cause if you burn down your house then you'll blame us, Please well, you know, that. things that look like candles. Exactly. Um, and then here's another big one and this is a hard one. I don't do it. Maybe you can rise and fall with the sun every day. Yeah. That's really hard. It works best if you live near the equator, by the way, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, try it out. Yeah. Try it out. It can make a big difference. There are people out there who swear by these steps, these things we've talked about, they say they are the single most important thing you can do to turn around your health if you have chronic conditions. Yeah, that's cool. So look into it. Have you, have you, we've spoken about the sun gazers before, right? Uh, have we? I don't know. Maybe. We might have, but these people, they watch the sunset. There's Mm -hmm. like a specific time of day where you actually watch the sun go down and it's supposed to like, trigger your pineal gland Mm -hmm. and that helps with like depression and Mm -hmm. sleep disorders and all kinds of things. My mom had a client where she suggested this to the client. This client hadn't slept properly in years, Mm -hmm. like maybe got like one to two hours of sleep per night. And now she started watching the sunset and Mm -hmm. like got her first eight hours of sleep. And now that's what she does. And now she sleeps properly. Yeah. So once again, these, these people, um, we're going to talk more about this group of people. They're, they're obsessed with mitochondria, mm-hmm. but uh, they are, they swear by watching the sunrise and mm-hmm. the sunset. And they say that it makes just a world of difference for your health. Yeah. So once again, that's, that. that's a little tricky for some people where we live on the side of a mountain. The sun I doesn't know, come right? up until like, <laughs> like 10. Yeah. No, 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. Um, so we'd have to go hiking. I wonder, okay, this is, this is late night thoughts from Johnny Groney, but <laughs> I wonder if that's why we have such awe when we watch the sunrise and the sunset, yeah. like maybe it produces some kind of euphoric effect Yeah, maybe you, that, you know, you know, like how bees are attracted to pollen because right. that's literally their food. Yes. You know, like the sunlight, like if, if we weren't attracted to that, then, you know, we would die. And so right. maybe we have this like deeply ingrained awe when we watch sunrises and sunsets where it creates this, this massive euphoria that we want to keep doing it over and over and over. It's, it's a mechanism of preservation. Yeah. And that is my weird thought for the day. Hey. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. know, there, I think there's something to it. I, but I am married to you, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe you're crazy. You're, Maybe we're both crazy. You're a really um, good husband. Okay. So the next the next thing that you can do to protect yourself against melanoma and sun problems mm-hmm. is to boost your endocannabinoid system and your endorphin systems. So yes, be out in the sun more. Mm-hmm. But also like maybe there is something to the CBD stuff. Right. Maybe that can help make up some gaps from not getting enough sun. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the endorphin system, Johnny already talked about this. Maybe exercise is how you can do that. Exactly. Or sex or any of the other things that help you get endorphins. Laugh. Mm-hmm. Right. Laugh more. Right. 
Um, and then of course, melatonin production, um, sleep, right. Well, making sure that you're getting the right amounts of sleep, but right. also the blue light and all that fun stuff that we've already talked about. Right. And then number four, the last thing that you need to make sure you're doing so that you are safe in the sun and benefiting from the sun mm-hmm. is make sure your calcium distribution network is balanced and strong. Yeah. So now we can go into specifics on that one. Um, if you are looking to supplement to help yourself with this, mm-hmm. because sometimes, sometimes you got to supplement, Yeah. right? If you don't have access to spring water or raw milk, or you don't feel like the calcium you're getting out of your food is really enough for you mm-hmm. because maybe like me, you have a majorly compromised immune system or yeah. have had in the past, then an ionizable calcium supplement could be really beneficial for you. Right. And, um, there's a standard process product called, uh, calcium lactate. Yeah. There, there's a few companies that make calcium lactate, but mm-hmm. standard process is the one that we use. Uh-huh. And once again, it's the kind that can be pulled into your tissues, mm-hmm. but here's, what's really cool about this. Not only is it just helpful in general for making sure you've got enough good calcium in your system, it can specifically protect you from sunburn. Yeah. There are many, many people who swear by calcium lactate. Mm-hmm. as their sunblock right. that they take internally. Right. And they swear that they do not burn when they have it. There are some things that we do for ourselves and our kids when we go out in the sun and we take vitamin, um, we take vitamin E as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give the kids vitamin C or myself vitamin C to help with any kind of cellular damage. Mm-hmm. But um, vitamin A, vitamin E, as you mentioned before, vitamin K mm-hmm. is really almost like all the fat soluble vitamins, right? Mm-hmm. A, D well, is C the is sunlight. Not fat soluble, though. Well, except for C, yeah, that's water soluble. Basically, antioxidants. E, K, yeah, exactly. Right. So, so antioxidants will help there, but but calcium prevents the damage from taking place to begin with, mm-hmm. right? So you want to make sure you have that. Now, vitamin D. Once again, you're getting that from the sun. You don't have to worry about that. But you do need to make sure that you can pull calcium into your tissues. And you need to make sure that there's enough of that stuff to counter the vitamin D you're going to be producing. Mm -hmm. Because keep in mind, if you haven't been in the sun in a long time, you are just ripe for massive production of vitamin D. Yeah, Like you can produce 10,000 IUs of this stuff in 15 minutes if you are pasty enough. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you got suddenly 10,000 IUs just running through your body, that's a really strong member of your tug of war team yeah. pulling the calcium into your bloodstream. Yeah. And that means you need an equally strong partner yeah. keeping it in the tissues. Yeah. So the essential fatty acids, once again, what we like for this is actually it's, it, vitamin F is what it's been called since back in the day. Yeah. But uh, Cataplex F is the product you guys, that and, we use for that. And just so you know, we're going to put together a list of these supplements that we're talking about and oh, yeah. you can find it at gutsy.ch forward slash sun. There you go. So don't worry, you don't have to write these things down. Like mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll put them all together for you in a cart and you can like mm-hmm. keep and delete whatever you want or whatever you don't have. Mm-hmm. So Cataplex F is that fatty acid. So yeah, we give, so this, that reminds me, we give the kids the Cataplex E and the Cataplex F. Mm-hmm. And then you like to give them iodine if they're swimming in a pool, but that's, well, that's a wholly, wholly different yeah. thing. But, exactly. um, but the other one that you might want to take care of just to cover all your bases is the vitamin K. Mm-hmm. And we like chlorophyll complex for that mm-hmm. because it's literally green plant juice. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and 
it's awesome for a lot of reasons, but it, it can also provide some of that balancing effect on the sun's vitamin D production. Now, if you are taking organ complex, you're getting some of that vitamin K in there as well. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. Right. You can take chlorophyll too, because it is just fan freaking tastic. Yeah. But you don't have to. Right. And, uh, and that, that's kind of your natural internal sunblock yeah. if you're doing all of that. Now let's say that you kind of don't gauge things very well and you end up burning. Mm-hmm. then what do you want to do in that case? Once again, vitamin E is going to be huge, mm-hmm. right? Vitamin E is really important there. And vitamin uh, C. And, and vitamin C, of course, for yeah. repairing. And, and then collagen and then, for repairing as well. Sure, collagen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then something, two things actually that can be awesome for soothing a sunburn. You've probably heard of aloe. Having been burned a lot as a kid growing up, I can say it helps a little bit. Uh-huh. But you know what helps a lot? There are two things. One of them is chlorophyll complex. Again, mm-hmm. it comes in a paste form. Here's the problem with it though. It it's green. It stains everything. It, it'll turn you green. You'll look like Kermit the Frog. Yep. But it will, if you've got a really bad sunburn, it could save your summer. Mm. It could save you from all sorts of pain. Yeah. So it's awesome that way. But the other one that's a little bit more reasonable in most cases is the USF ointment. Yeah. Which is basically the paste form of cataplex F. Mm-hmm. But what both of those things do is they help to repair damage, but they also help pull calcium back into the tissues yeah. so that the, the repairing can also take place that way. Yeah. How awesome is that? It's pretty great. Right. So vitamin E USF ointment and or chlorophyll complex on the skin. Yeah. And, and you'll be feeling a whole lot better. Now there's one thing I forgot to mention when it comes to the prevention and that's that cod liver oil can be extremely beneficial mm-hmm. because it's rich in those essential fatty acids. Yeah. The downside to it is that it contains vitamin D. So you're potentially you might be a lot of vitamin D. Yeah. You might be. It's, it's very small amounts of vitamin it, D. It though. is fairly small amounts. You're right. Right. It's, it's like great for winter IVs. use to keep your levels up. Right. But yeah, compared to what you're going to be producing in the sun, it's probably just a drop it's in the like, bucket. Exactly. Um, I forgot to mention this. They did a study where they intentionally sunburned people and then they gave them 200,000 IUs of vitamin D. Jeez. And that's like, if you're taking a supplement, you're probably taking somewhere between 2,000 and, and 5, maybe 10,000 yeah. if you're extreme. That's at least 20 days worth of vitamin D supplements all at once. Right. And what was really interesting about it, though, was that it helped a ton with their recovery from the sunburn. Mm-hmm. It, it made a big difference there. And Basically what's going on is they're brute forcing that calcium in, but that's not a really sustainable way to address your sunburns right? because you're going to end up causing even more problems. If you do that, one thing that tends to happen to a lot of people in the sun is they break out in cold sores, mm. right? In cankers. Yeah. And that's because as the calcium is being pulled out of the tissues, especially if like me, once again, you've got a virus that's kind of just dormant in your body all the time. Mm-hmm something like, I don't know, Epstein-Barr virus yeah. or herpes virus. Yeah. Then as soon as that calcium tissue or the tissue calcium is taken away, then bam, the virus You're flares hit. up. Mm-hmm. And this has happened to me multiple times where I just like, it looks like I got, 
I don't even know well, what. And how many of our Lyme and chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr patients mm-hmm. would go on vacation during the summer and they'd come back and they're like as sick Super as dogs. Super sick, yeah. And, and we're like, okay, you you overdid it with your calcium right. stores. And, and, and once again, they, they place the blame on the sun, but the sun is not the problem. Right. The sun is the life-giving God of our solar system. Mm-hmm. And we're just not prepared for it. Right. Right. I mean, even our deity is named after the sun almost. You right. Know? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, the son this, uh-huh. of God. Is that what you're talking about? I, I guess. Okay. But, right, sure. I, sure. <laughs> well, well, no, but it's very symbolic. Like sun, right. like there's so many, there's so many references to it as far as like deities go yeah. and religions and Absolutely. sun worshippers, whatever. We've been, it's we've so been important. sun worshippers as a species for our entire existence. So, Mm -hmm. um, so don't, don't blame the sun for the problems. Blame the fact that you have not prepared yourself to be worthy of the presence of the sun. Actually don't blame yourself because that sounds a little bit harsh. Like be really gentle with your critical thinking skills and be like, Oh, I did something wrong. I'm going to change. Not wrong. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try again. I was misinformed. Yes. So therefore I'm, when I know better, I do better. Thank you. I, I was raised in a system that doesn't understand this properly. And I inherited some very false beliefs about what my body needs. Mm -hmm. How many times can we say that? Probably 15 times a day. Right. Every bad habit you have is Is because you were born into this system that gave it to you. Exactly. All right. This is not your fault. Not one bit. But now that you've heard this episode, you have responsibility. You no longer have the excuse of ignorance to say, I didn't know better. You Mm -hmm. know better now. Right. You no longer have the excuse to hide out in your house all summer long. You no longer have the excuse of just bathing yourself in disgusting white lotion (laughs) to protect yourself from the sun. You have to do it differently. Otherwise then it is your fault. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry we did this to you. Now so, you have no choice but to get healthier. <laughs> so, right. And so, you know, get, get your kids brown, you know, like get, get that base coat going, mm-hmm. get them in the sun, get them in the sun a lot. Oh, by the way, don't burn them. Obviously. Also, I think feel like know your, know your ancestry. You know, if you are a redhead that burns really fast, obviously go slower than yeah. someone who's more olive tone Definitely. and has like, you know, Italian heritage, mm-hmm. you know, like, like don't Go at your pace. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And and it's so funny. It's so funny to me how I find how um, people who eat healthier foods, you know, like take like healthy supplements, they burn less versus people that eat very inflammatory foods mm-hmm. and they burn more, you know? And so nutrition, you guys, is so like, it really does help protect your, your it helps your body protect itself yeah. from the radiation. All right. Yeah. So, so really be mindful. Okay. Uh, also, isn't it funny how we hit summertime and there's lots of fruits full of antioxidants mm. and it's, it's like nature intended for us to naturally maybe. protect ourselves, Yeah, maybe. you know, and not only that, but like we start off nice and slow with the springtime. Right. It's not like all of a sudden it's like, bam, it's summer from winter. It, right. it gradually exposes us to it. Like it's yeah. prepping us for something. Right. Right. So, I mean, those of us who were, you know, evolved from, um, Northern dwellers, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the people who for the longest time have come from the equator, mm. they don't need warm. that. Right. Yeah. The sun's always there, mm-hmm. but they're always ready for it. Right. Their skin has lots of melanin. Right. Um, 
by the way, that leather, that leather skinned woman that I was yeah. talking about before from the video I watched in high school. Yeah. Maybe if she had protected her skin more with antioxidants. Yeah. Not, not with sunblock, mm-hmm. but with actual internal antioxidants. Right. She wouldn't have turned out the way that she did. Maybe. That's just my know. opinion. Just my opinion. We have no idea. Is there anything else we want to cover on this? I think that's it. I hope this was really helpful for people. I yeah. hope that we blew your mind in at least one way. Right. Because this is very much against the mainstream. We yeah. realize that. But there is there is lots of evidence to support this approach. This is not just witchcraft or or hearsay. Right. There's science on this. The right. problem is that no one cares about science when it really comes down to it, mm-hmm. they care about what, what is just what they call common sense stuff that wasn't common sense a hundred years ago, but mm-hmm. now it is common sense, exactly, which really makes it common foolishness. Right. <laughs> totally. So, so go out and, and do sun stuff and go. do it safely. Yes. You guys enjoy the sun. You know, like have, again, if you're going to Lake Powell, that's, you know, it's a different story. Be mindful, obviously. Or if you're going to the beach in California, or if you're going to Hawaii, or if you're going to Costa Rica or the Caribbean. We're not saying go into the sun unprotected for two hours straight with no shade. Definitely no. Like, that's not what we're saying. Um, and, And hopefully that came across and that you learned something. You, you are beginners, just like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym the first day and start trying to lift 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. You start with what you are capable of doing. And if you're like us, you have fair skin and you haven't spent a lot of time in the sun, you're starting with the 10 pound weights, mm-hmm. which means basically 10 minutes of sun right. before you start looking for ways to protect yourself and, and modulate how much of that uh, vitamin D your body's producing. Right. But also make sure you've got that calcium. If you take some Cataplex F and some calcium lactate a couple hours before you go out in the sun, and then you keep taking the calcium lactate every couple hours when you're in the sun, you may be able to last a lot longer than you think. Yeah. A lot of people swear by it. Exactly. All right. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. What? I, <laughs> I, while you were talking, I was trying to look for quotes oh. for the membership. So that's why I was. Oh, did you find one? I did. I did. What do you got for us? I found, I found the, you guys, we, we like to end each episode with a commentary from one of our members. Last week we had uh, Nina who is um, nursed with Nina on Instagram. She spoke with members about hormones and healing hormones. And we spoke about like, eating for our cycles and, you know, imbalances with hormones. And it was really, really enlightening. And I think a lot of people learned about, you know, their symptoms and um, what could be going wrong. But I asked members last week, I said, what has been your most, because every week we try to check in, like what's been your most favorite thing this week? What's been the hardest thing? Like, how can we support you? Mm -hmm. And then we try to address those things in Q and A's. And, um, I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, give me a second. 
Um, okay. So Sandra says the community is amazing. Maybe I'm totally sappy, but I'm often near tears reading the posts and watching the videos. It's probably because I have often felt like I was on this journey alone and had to find all the answers mm. uh, by myself. Yeah, It's so wonderful and relieving to be in a community of people who can band together and help and encourage each other on our journeys. And having you, Janique and Tristan here coaching us along is beyond amazing. Your combined knowledge is more than I could learn in a lifetime. I'm so incredibly thankful for you guys and this group. Um, and, I, and I say this every week, but members who are listening, thank you for showing up for each other because mm. that has been like the magic to all of this. Yes. Information is cool, mm-hmm. but when people show up with hearts and souls, like it changes everything it because, does. because we say this all the time. You're not just changing the food you're eating. You're changing your lifestyle. Yep. You're changing your baseline, you know, sure. your cultural baseline, your emotional baseline. And that's hard. Like that is deep, deep work. You're, you're changing the way you look at yourself because you stop looking at yourself as this weird outlier and you mm-hmm. start seeing yourself as, Oh, I'm, I'm part of this awesome group. And this is what we do. Or what they say is like when they've had a hard day, they go to the group who's yeah. like-minded and they're like, I'm struggling with this. And right. everyone's like, yeah, I struggle with that too. You know? And so it's, it's, it's just a great space to come to for like refuge. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just keep seeing, because we can't show up for every comment and every post every time, but everyone else does. Yeah. They show up for each other yeah. and it's just been really beautiful. And so yeah, we, we can create the content. Yeah. We create the weekly, you know, program, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mm -hmm. meal plans and, but, but they are the ones that are filling in the gaps. They're, they're like, we provide the bricks and they provide the cement Yep. and we build this beautiful community together. So thanks you guys. And if you guys are interested in the membership, go to gutsy.ch forward slash membership. If you want to join, it is real. It's really such a great space like place to start if you are just overwhelmed and you don't know. And here's the thing too, is everyone goes at their own pace. You don't have to jump right in 100%. You guys, when you're making lifestyle changes, do one thing per week Mm -hmm. and, and share it with us, Mm -hmm. you know, and tell us like what was good, what was bad. You know, there, there was a comment and I want to, and I haven't shared this with the members, but I will tomorrow, but I want to share it with you guys where they mentioned, you know, there's a lot of dishes And Mm. I remember someone, because there is, there is a lot of dishes. And Mm. I remember someone giving me this advice. They said, have one plate, one cup, one bowl for each member of the family. Mm. That way they don't pile up. And that way, if you need a plate, you go and you wash it and you don't have like all of these plates stacking up. Right. And Mm -hmm. you don't have like multiple loads of a dishwasher full of dirty plates. And so um, hopefully that's helpful for someone who's listening right now, Mm -hmm. you know, as well as when we tell members. Um, But anyways, what do you want to say? Uh, I, I love the group. I just love the way that they are showing up for each other and the way that they help each other feel like this is doable. Right. And again, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, guys. Like there's a lot of mourning that happens here too. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of frustration, but you know, you have to recognize that. So if you are on your healing journey right now, you don't have to be in the group to experience these things, obviously. No. But what I want to tell you is if you're experiencing that, that is normal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go back to the analogy of playing, like learning how to play the piano Mm -hmm. in the beginning. It feels awkward. It feels it's fresh. It's a very frustrating experience. Mm -hmm. It 
literally hurts your brain Mm -hmm. and you're exhausted after every practice. Mm -hmm. And then months go by and it's invigorating and it's easy Mm -hmm. and you're playing these beautiful pieces without even having to like burn a single brain cell. Yeah. And that's because you created muscle memory. Right. So this new lifestyle, you guys, it's muscle memory. That's what you're doing. You're recreating muscle memory in your life. And in the beginning, you have to mourn the old muscle memory and burn it down Mm -hmm. and then regrow it. Okay. So be patient. That takes a lot. It does. And that's it. That's, that's my pep talk. So, so if you're the kind of person who finds yourself um, devouring our podcast episodes and just waiting for the next one to come in each week, you might want to consider doing the membership because it's like having the whole thing on tap. Totally. So that's all I'll say about that. That's it guys. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Please rate or review. Share it. Just share it with everybody. If, Yes, please. If you share it with your dermatologist, <laughs> make them listen to us and that. hate us. <laughs> they'll, they'll, I don't, I don't want any hate. They might fire you as a patient. Don't do that, but share it with like but a maybe, friend. But, but maybe you do. Or, or <laughs> what, whatever you feel called to do, do it. All Until right. Next time. We Bye. love you guys. Bye.